Hi and welcome to Living Zenly. This is Sarah Frank and we talk all about mindfulness, meditation and yoga in the workplace so that we can be happier, healthier and achieving our full potential. Let me start by apologizing for the sound of the aircon today. I don't usually have it on in this room, but it is 41 degrees today in Sydney, which is just crazy. So that's going to be on. Hopefully it's not too annoying. I'm sorry if it is. <laughs> today we're going to talk about the meditation technique of Vipassana. We'll have a look at how you go about learning the Vipassana technique the type of retreat that you go on, and how ultimately it can be used in your everyday life. Of all the techniques of meditation that I've been trained in, Vipassana is actually my favorite. Um, it's my most regarded for beginners learning how to pay attention to sensations of breath. And I really hope that this information will help you to take a closer look at Vipassana and see if it's something that you can try. Okay, quick bit of history. Vipassana comes from Burma, which is just next to India, and it is the key practice of Buddhism. Vipassana translates to special sight or insight, and this is something that anyone can access. So this isn't limited at all to just, if you're a Buddhist, you practice Vipassana and that's it. Vipassana is practiced by anyone, anytime. And this is something that I teach in corporate environments to bring calm into the space and allow people to access loving kindness as well. And we'll talk more about how that works <laughs> in a minute. To learn Vipassana, you can go to classes in your community, say at your local Buddhist center. They have drop-in meditations that are totally open for people who have not practiced Vipassana before. Or you can go on retreat. Retreat is something else, guys. It is a 10-day long intensive course where you study every night you study and every day you practice the technique of Vipassana. This 10-day retreat is completely silent. You take a vow of silence at the start of the course on the first day and you don't speak again for 10 days which is, I know, to a lot of people, crazy. <laughs> I first went to Vipassana when I was 23, was my first one. I knew what I was in for because I had had friends and people in my yoga community talk to me about the, their experience with it, and that was very helpful in preparing me, so I encourage you to talk to people if it's something that you're thinking about trying. The 10-day course is broken down into three parts. There's Anapana, which is the focus of breath coming in and out of your nostrils. Then there's the technique of Vipassana, which is sending that awareness that you have of your breath moving in and out of your nostrils once you've really harnessed that sensitivity training and connection, to starting to send that awareness throughout the whole body, scanning the body. So Vipassana is essentially it's full body scanning meditation. So if you imagine just black right now, close your eyes and imagine a dot, a fluorescent dot. And that dot is moving a couple of centimeters to the right, then back to the left. And it's moving really slowly, right? So it starts out as a dot and then it starts to speed up. And it speeds up so much 
that all you see is a line now covering that space from left to right. That's a really basic way for me to express how the passion of meditation feels for me. It's this dot of awareness, of buzzing that I feel in my awareness as I move throughout my body. And then that speeds up so that it becomes coated. My whole body and being and self becomes coated in this buzz. And I'm sitting within that line. And the third part of the Passion of Meditation Retreat is Metta. And this is where we learn loving kindness towards all beings. And learning this skill of Metta meditation is so helpful in building our awareness of self and other people and projecting kindness and compassion towards everyone. And of course, that helps us at work. The things that I struggled most with on retreat were not having a pen and not having paper and, well, not being allowed to write and also not being allowed to exercise because you have to completely be in the meditation for the 10 days. That's, that's why you can't write, why you're only allowed to walk this small track maybe a couple times a day if you need a little bit of exercise because it is a lot of sitting. However, they do give you propping and you can apply... Uh, in your course application to like sit against a wall if you need to it's a lot of sitting guys and that was probably the hardest part because I'm very active and not being able to like do my yoga was a lot I know it seems weird that you wouldn't be able to do yoga when you're on a meditation retreat but everything is supposed to be towards learning the techniques even when you're walking around you're supposed to be in meditation and that's why Another thing is you don't actually eat a lot of food for 10 days and you definitely, you don't eat dinner. You eat breakfast and I can hear like gasping in my mind because <laughs> I've told this, these, uh, these things to people before and they're just like, what? But I found it really effective to learn the technique this way. Um, but for dinner, you do get ginger tea and it's delicious. So <laughs> can recommend the tea and they have all the recipes and stuff if you want to take them off the site. <laughs> the passion as a retreat may not be for everyone though. And for me, I think it worked because I'm a very all in type of person and I like to commit to things and be like, I'm doing this. <laughs> and I really, I went for it um, <laughs> with no resistance, which was cool. But your brain does crazy things at that retreat. Like, it's just nuts. Uh, my brain created a whole album of songs. I'm a songwriter. And a lot of songs were formed in my mind <laughs> when I was supposed to be doing my Anapana. But your brain, like, just throws you the most random curveballs. I remember a chick who was there said that she designed a full restaurant in her mind like down to what the tiles were how the napkins were going to be folded and you know this is someone who studied buddhism for a long time and she was still having those fluctuations of the mind and and that's fine and what it really taught me was to remain equanimous and to be equanimous means that you are calm and you are composed and you are just settled in whatever may be happening whatever may be arising in the mind and that has been one of the fundamental elements of my progression as a person and especially in terms of my meditation practice because we remember that guys right it's a practice 
It's not called meditation perfect. It's called meditation practice and yoga practice. All about practicing. Every day is different. So if you're still with me after the retreat information, that was a lot. For a lot of people, it makes no sense to go and do that. And I totally, totally get that. You don't have to go and do those courses, okay? Like you can definitely just learn this locally for fun, um, for stress release, for for learning something new. You know, who doesn't like learning? If I'm not learning something, I feel useless. <laughs> I don't like that feeling. I like to always be learning. So the way you can do this is by just Googling in Sydney, um, which is where most of you guys are. We have Buddhist meditation centers all over the place. I go to the one in Newtown. It's fantastic. It's quite often just a donation of five or $10 or more if you can give, that's awesome. And they have two types of classes. They have a guided and a non-guided. So you can go there and they'll guide you through the technique. And if you go there, just go without resistance, go to just be in whatever this new pathway may bring for you. And just try it out. See if it's something that feels good for you. If it's something that makes your week better. You know, it's not something that you have to do every day for two hours. And you may miss some days and that's fine. Like we are living in a crazy time right now. So whatever you can do is awesome. I was thinking maybe <laughs> we could do some Anapana right now. Don't be scared. It's super simple and anyone can do it. Just don't do this if you're driving, obviously. My gosh. Um, <laughs> you can even do this on the train if you're listening on the train right now or on the bus or if you're just at home, perfect. First thing you want to do is get nice and comfortable. So sit in a way that you won't have to like keep moving around, preferably without your legs cross um, over each other. You can have them like sitting cross-legged if that feels good to you. You can even lay down, whatever feels best for you and wherever you're at right now, I will trust you to go ahead and make that decision for yourself. Just get comfy. And now from here, start to just gaze directly in front of your legs. Soften through your eyelids and your eyebrows and your forehead. Feel your jaw release, your tongue release. Start to notice your breath moving in and out of your nostrils. Notice how long the breath may be. And don't judge it, just let it happen. Notice when the inhale is complete and switches over to an exhale. And softly close down your eyes. With this softness in your face, pay attention now with all your awareness to the space in the area above your upper lip and around your nostrils. The more you focus on this space, the more you may feel. Maybe there's sensation 
of pressure, of temperature. of movement, just feel into whatever may be happening as you inhale and exhale through the nostrils. If the mind brings any thoughts up, which it inevitably will, just notice them. Don't judge whatever your mind may be thinking about, whatever train it's gotten on. Just jump off that thought train and jump back into the sensation of air moving in and out of your nostrils, this constant give and take with the universe. Let the chin drop slightly head moving forward just slightly. As you continue to breathe here, become aware of your weight onto your seat or floor or bed, wherever you may be. Really feel your body landing into the space. Maybe taking some movement, starting to breathe and inhale, find some length into your spine. And as you exhale, just softly opening your eyes. guys thank you so much for joining me today to talk about vipassana hey did you know that you can actually leave questions or comments uh, things that you want me to talk to you about you can do this on the anchor website so it's anchor.fm forward slash living zenly go there leave me a recorded message tell me what you want to hear i'm excited to hear from you and hope that we can get a little more interactive there is also the Instagram and it's called Zenly Wellbeing. So you can connect with us there as well. This is Sarah Frank with Living Zenly reminding you to look in and not out. See you next time. Bye.